The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 72 of the Fretzelmania podcast. Ruthless kickoff. It is the night after the King of the Ring and the new King Brock Lesnar challenges Rob Van Dam for the Intercontinental Championship. Gold Dust goes crocodile hunting backstage and tags with Booker T to challenge the NWO. Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker and Vince McMahon asks the Raw roster to possess a certain quality. One of ruthless aggression. y'all might notice a few things first off uh i jumped ahead about a month in my timeline and i switched over to monday night raw i'll let you know why here in uh just a second you know just last week i released uh judgment day 2002 with my good brother mr warren hayes of the mr warren hayes show on youtube give him a listen give him a follow tune into his his live streams every Thursday night at 9. He's a good brother. Tell him Fretz sent you. And Warren, you can come back on anytime. Now, I jumped ahead a month in the, in the story because, well, I couldn't wait to get to this Raw because it was truly historic. I mean, this is the night after the King of the Ring. I am going to go back and review that later and re and release it down, down the line. Nate, if you're hearing this... Uh, we chatted quite some time ago about it. Let's let's do it, man. And also, in May, actually, I think just before or after the May long weekend, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off of the podcast. Uh, it might be a couple of weeks. It might be a couple of months. It just depends on how how everything goes. Now, some of you already know this, you know, people on Russell Attic Radio and, you know, folks like uh, like Nate and like Ant have known for, for a couple of months now. But if you have me on Facebook, you'd have seen me make this post on my birthday. Shout out to those of you who wish me a happy birthday. If you forgot, it's okay. I don't sweat it. I understand we, we all have our own lives. We're all busy. I still love you regardless. Um, Mother Fretz and I bought a house. She she and I bought the house that uh, that I've been renting an apartment unit off of for the past 10 years. I have always expressed interest in in owning this property if anything were to happen to um the lady that lives in in the other half here. You know, she used to run a a hair salon and uh took that out when well when the sale went through. And this apartment is going to be where she goes. Mom and I go in the other half. Uh, there's a former hair salon in where Fretzelmania Studios and my bedroom and my, my gaming area is going to be. And then the bigger half will be will be my mother. And uh, 
and the cat, Herbie. Uh, Herbie was uh, my dad's best little buddy. You know, near the end of, of his life, my dad would uh, be sleeping for several hours during the day, but would come down for medication. He, he had a feeding tube, a G-tube in his stomach. He had oxygen. So for the past couple of years of his life, he couldn't take anything orally. So he'd be sitting in his chair, and uh, the cat would be in the recliner leg of his chair just every time. You know, Dad would be scratching his lottery tickets, having his feed, having, you know, maybe having a beer if he was able to, and relaxing. So Herbie's an old guy, uh, but I hope we get to uh, have him around for a good for a good while. That was, uh, yeah, was Dad's best bud, and I think. Uh, Pops is up there uh, pulling some strings for us to get this, and you know I'm truly blessed, and I'm humbled. And yeah, middle of May, late May, I'm gonna be uh, taking a couple of weeks, more than likely a couple of months off to uh, to focus on that, to um, make my space comfortable, to get fiber optic internet. About damn time, Gray Bruce County, and uh, of course, be in the middle of the tourist season where I live you know I live on a beach y'all, y'all know I live on a beach and it is very populated during the summer and this being the first dare I say it normal summer since 2019 it is going to be very very busy and I'm actually I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to see you know some cottagers faces I haven't seen in a couple of years or since even last year, you know, the mask mandates are lifted up here, which I am extremely glad for because I fucking hate those things with a with a passion you have no idea. However, if you choose to still wear it, that's that's your choice. I'm not gonna hold anything against you. I'm not gonna hold anything against you for having opposing views about it or the vaccine, but this isn't about that anymore. I'm I'm waffling on and on and on here because I'm just so so excited for this and that's <laughs> that's why I jumped ahead you know I'm gonna go back and review the King of the Ring because it's a very good event and uh, Nate you and I were talking a little while back about it so we're gonna set something up maybe when I come back maybe before but I got uh, a couple of guests I'd like to have on before we have something so next week I'm not reviewing something from WWE. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, I might be having someone from the hardest part of the ring as well. I just turned off the recording here for just a couple of minutes because I'm uh, I'm watching the Leafs game. And it's a fairly meaningless game. It's the second last one of the season before the playoffs begin next week against Tampa Bay more than likely. Oh my God, no. But Austin Matthews just became the first Maple Leaf in history to score 60 goals. So I had to watch that power play, scream when he scored. They're just replaying it here now. Uh, just a wicked wrist shot. Matthews, what a, what a guy. But anyways, here we go. More than enough waffling. It is Monday Night Raw from June 24th, 2002. From the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Which I believe was the place where the ill-fated invasion pay-per-view happened i i kind of like that event if i can be brutally honest with you i had it on dvd 
I think I borrowed it from my cousin and didn't give it back. Norm, if you want it, I'll send it to you in the mail. Love you, dude. And uh, it kicks off here with the Raw roster in the ring awaiting the boss. And I had to pause here and take a note of who was on the Raw roster in June of 2022. Well, I saw Spike Dudley, Bubba Ray Dubby, Christopher Nowinski, D'Lo Brown, Sean Stasiak, Raven, we'll see how he fares later, Trish Stratus, Linda Miles, the future Shaniqua, Rob Van Dam, Goldust, Molly Holly, Stephen Richards, the hardcore champion Bradshaw, Terry Runnels, Tommy Dreamer, Eddie Guerrero, Booker T, Jacqueline, Jackie Gata, and Team Extreme, the Hardy Boys, and Lita, and conspicuous by his absence, was the King of the Ring winner, Brock Lesnar, and of course, the NWO. Vince McMahon grabs the mic and uh, says that he is an unqualified success, according to some of his critics. They always ask him, what's your secret? What is your secret to success? What is the quality that you possess that makes you success? Ruthless aggression. He looks at Booker T. He looks at JBL, D'Lo, Trish, and Bubba Ray Dudley while saying those two magic words. I took on the U.S. government with ruthless aggression. JBL, or I mean <clears throat> Bradshaw, the future JBL, the hardcore champion here, staring daggers at Vincent McMahon while he says this. Which one of you has ruthless aggression? RVD chant in, in the arena. It's like, which of you can reach for the stars and succeed like you never have before? Staring at Bradshaw. Definite foreshadowing moment here. Which of you has the desire to excel beyond their wildest dreams? Looking at Trish Stratus. Which one of you will make the necessary sacrifice of mind, body, and soul, Spike Dudley. That one single ingredient, that one person who isn't here yet, has this quality. Brock Lesnar, who won the King of the Ring. He won it because of ruthless aggression. He turns his attention to Rob Van Dam. Does it bother you, Rob Van Dam? It should. Bubba Ray Dudley, you wanted to make a name for yourself last night, so you did during the match between Eddie Guerrero and Ric Flair. Look at this. Jeff Hardy, Mr. Extreme. You have a match tonight with The Undertaker. Team Extreme is banned from ringside. Who else wants it? Who is the next legend? And... W.O. comes out here with a lethal dose of poison. Except that the, that this is the the N.W.O. that you order on Wish. Because it is X-Pac, Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, and The Big Show. Shawn Michaels says that this 
their equality personifies the NWO. And they say that, you know, if you have a problem with it, here's a, here's an open challenge. Kevin Nash says, hey, if you got a problem with this, uh, try headlining a few WrestleManias. Oh, you mean like the ones that you headlined, Kev? Booker T and Goldust then here seemingly answer the open challenge. The gauntlet that was thrown down by the heels? Anyways, Goldust says that, you know, me and Booker T were homies. We're brothers. We're like married. Oh, hell no, 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 sucker. NWO. You know, you're gonna get your butts kicked. Uh, Vince insinuates that Shawn Michaels has ruthless aggression and uh, tells Kevin Nash that if he doesn't measure up, he'll join his buddy Scott Hall in the unemployment line. This was uh, just after Scott Hall was was let go. Seriously, though, uh, no disrespect to, to Razor Ramon, to the bad guy, to Scott Hall, R.I.P. Our opening contest is the hardcore champion Bradshaw. That's a really, really weird sentence to say. And Spike Dudley versus the team of William Regal and Christopher Nowinski. Now, if there's any random two pairing of superstars that fit so well together, it is the aristocratic, snobby, prissy William Regal and... You know, Smarty Pants himself, the the Harvard man, tough enough runner-up Christopher Nowinski. The Harvard fight theme is uncensored on the network, which is kind of unusual given Royal Rumble 2003, at least the completely legal version that I have, is something different. Spike Dudley uh, kicks off this match with a Moonsault to the outside onto the heels. And uh, JR notes here that Nowinski had a 4.0 grade point average. A thank you! Spike Dudley is so small he could wrestle embryos, says Jerry Waller. Good God. And Spike Dudley wanted to go to Penn State, but he got State Penn instead. <laughs> Hot tag to JBL here, who is definitely more than likely yeah yeah he's he's definitely firing off live rounds to initiate the new guy here in in Nowinski clothesline from hell on Regal but he is not the legal man and Nowinski rolls up JBL with the tights I keep calling him JBL I just call Bradshaw JBL force of habit and uh, yeah Nowinski wins this match here Backstage with the new Tough Enough winner, Jackie Gaeta, the future Mrs. Charlie Haas. Are they still together? I don't know. Uh, Charlie Haas follows me on Twitter randomly, so at new, I'm not going to ask him that. Backstage with Vince McMahon and Sergeant Slaughter. But before she comes into the picture here, uh, he tells Sarge that there's some people on Raw that he wants to get rid of, that he doesn't like, you know, Raven and Tommy Dreamer. Tell them they have a match 
and uh, loser leaves Monday Night Raw. Jackie walks in here in a trench coat. Oh, no. We know where this is going, right, folks? She says that Vince inspires her. And uh, I can show you how aggressive I can be. And then Vince books a match with Trish Stratus and not Shaniqua yet versus Jackie Gannon and Molly Holly. Sex. Next up here is Bubba Ray Dudley versus Eddie Guerrero. And man, into some sort of alternate universe where, you know, Eddie didn't pass away and he went to Ring of Honor for a little bit or went to TNA for a little bit. You get Heel Bully Ray versus Babyface Eddie Guerrero from like 2004. Man, in their primes together. That is just, that is magic. And right away here, immediately, Bubba gets the table. He doesn't have Devon to get the table for him anymore, or Spike, because Spike just lost a match right before this. And yeah, he just sets up a table at ringside for reasons, and before Eddie comes to the ring here, he gets interviewed by Terry Reynolds. It's like, you think a table intimidates me? I can't do an Eddie thing. He cuts a very passionate promo here, says, you want a star? I am the brightest one on Monday Night Raw. It is noted here that uh, due to the match last night between The Undertaker and Triple H, uh, Triple H is having elbow surgery. Neurotica's Ride of Your Life plays as we get a little bit of a recap for the results of the King of the Ring. Well, most, most, thank you, OSW Review, of the results here. Uh, Bubba misses a bonsai. Get it? Because he used to be kind of fat. And... He goes for the dusty punches, baby, a little chucking and jiving and the bionic elbow, if you will. And he says, Bubba, get the table. So maybe like Barry and other Barry and Archer, can of coke if you get this reference. It's like, Barry, should I get the table? Yes, you should, other Barry. Yes, you should. And um, JR says that... <clears throat> Eddie doesn't want to taste Bubba's wood. Phrasing. We have a Bubba bomb reversed into a roll-up and a win by Latino Heat. And Eddie jumps Bubba after the match here. He gets the table. He sets it up. But uh, unbeknownst to him, behind him, Bubba Ray Dubby springs up and is ready to pounce. And he gets powerbombed through it. But then Chris Benoit, who I think is making his return on this very night with a little bit of toothless aggression. That was a t-shirt, and, uh, you know, I liked it. And it'd be something that I hunt down had, you know, the end of his life not transpired the way it did. But he locks Bubba in the crossface for a good amount of time here. We then see a vignette for a debuting superstar in the WWE. He is coming. No, it is not Veer Mahan, but it is Ray Mysterio. Now I see why Veer came on Ray Mysterio. Hey, phrasing. Backstage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
this next bit just just had me in stitches. Gold dust. Around this time, Gold Dust was doing some <laughs> really funny shit. Just the night before, I think it was the night before at King of the Ring, um, Gold Dust made his face paint to look like The Rock with the shades and the eyebrow and did his hair like The Rock. And even like Rock had to double double take him like, what the blue hell is wrong with you, you sick freak? So Gold Dust here. It's dressed up like Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter, R.I.P. And he's like, oh, cracky, I'm going to be hunting N.W.O.'s. He's like, he sees the big show sleeping. Oi, look at this creature. It's the rare Shopopotamus. <laughs> we hear a toilet flush. And Xbox comes in here and says, hey, what the hell's going on here? Oh, crikey. It's the legendary rare grease rat. They tend to suck. <laughs> and there <laughs> he throws this plastic crocodile at X pocket bolts and Big Show, who is still sleeping, sleep mask and everything, like <clears throat> cheeseburger. And falls back asleep in the crowd. You can hear the crowd laughing. <laughs> like I am here. Oh, man. Hardy Boys have a chat backstage about uh, being superstars and being good on their own. You know, the tag team titles are on SmackDown. So it's time for us to become stars without the need for a tag team title. And Matt Hardy says to Jeff that bro bro, this is your night, you know, do this. And then we see the misadventures of the crocodile hunter here culminate with X-Pac chasing Goldust right into a trap, right into a Booker T punch. And uh, can you dig that? Walks away. Sucker! Man, Monday Night Raw, I forgot how good Ruthless Aggression Raw is. You know, SmackDown is very wrestling-focused, I have noticed here. And as I'm going to be going on later on in the, you know, <clears throat> storyline, that it's very wrestling-based. And Raw is very entertainment-based, and I love to be sports-entertained. Then we see a WWE Get the F Out commercial here with uh, Dude at Bar with the worst pickup line of all time. Have you seen a guy with an F this big? Slap. And that's it. But then he still gets surrounded by a bunch of women for some reason, despite the fact he was being a misogynist piece of shit. Anyways, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven, loser leaves Raw. We see some random indie workers here playing security guards to ensure that the loser of this match will be escorted out of the arena promptly. Now, spoiler alert, Tommy Dreamer wins. You know, Raven is banished from Raw, but he's not really banished from Raw because he spends the rest of his time in the WWE, which is... Just under a year, I think, on Sunday Night Heat, having, you know, really 
strange stories and matches. There was one angle that was just getting started but was put the kibosh on either because he got released or maybe they thought it was going to be too weird. But it would have been focused on the seven deadly sins. What's in the box? Not, not, not that version of seven, but something akin to that where you'd have, you know, lust, greed, envy, blah, 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 blah. And Raven would kind of be encouraging it or just maybe even leading a, a flock of some kind. This is just a bunch of rumor and innuendo here, but uh, it looks like a devil's advocate kind of thing, much like Sean O'Hare was going to be getting around the same time. So this idea was definitely thrown around at least a couple of times here. And uh, Jerry the King Lawler makes it known here that he hates Raven's dreads here. And uh, yeah, Raven effect into a Dreamer DDT. But because Tommy Dreamer pressed A and B and No Mercy, it wasn't very effective. Raven is a DDT type. We see a Spicoli driver reversed into a reverse DDT. And eventually Tommy Dreamer lands the Spicoli driver and wins this match. Security escorts Raven out of the arena backstage we see brock lesnar's shadow and paul Heyman asking the beast if he is ready for his coronation raven is thrown out of the arena but matt hardy is waiting by his car to help security do that by uh beating him and slamming him on the hood of his car how rude king lesnar is now crowned, except that Brock Lesnar doesn't wear a stupid crown or a robe. Although today, I would definitely love to see cowboy boot-wearing, plaid-wearing, cowboy shit, real cowboy shit, suck it, Adam Page, Brock Lesnar, with a crown for no reasons. Like, boombox Brock with a crown. Someone who's good at Photoshop has got a do that for me. If anyone here is apt at Photoshop and wants to make that for me, you know, hit me up. Uh, send me a message in the Discord, a DM on Twitter, or <laughs> or whatever. Join our Discord, by the way. So JR and Heyman are in the ring here, just reminding me of that underrated commentary duo that we had in 2001. Why couldn't Jerry the, Law Jerry the King of Lawler just stay away? Ah, oh, man. So... Brock Lesnar gets something better than a crown. He gets a shot at the undisputed champion at SummerSlam. Although past King of the Ring winners actually kind of also got that. Kurt Angle won the 2000 King of the Ring and he was in the main event of SummerSlam for the title. Let me let me go back. Okay, 2001 Edge. Nope. Kurt Angle. Billy Gunn. Oh, good God, Billy Gunn. Uh, Ken Shamrock, no. Hunter's Helmsley, no. Steve Austin, no. Oh, Mabel won the 1995 King of the Ring and got a shot at the title at SummerSlam. So did Owen Hart in 1994. So that has always been some kind of unwritten rule or maybe now they're like, okay, let's really make this King of the Ring thing mean something and then you don't have it for another seven fucking years afterwards. 
Yeah, I'm still mad. King of the Ring should have been a thing forever. Paul Heyman puts over the next big thing, and with the benefit of foresight, hindsight, whatever that word is, I'm not going back to check. It is just so cool to see how fast the rocket was strapped to Brock back then and what he eventually became. I mean, in my mind, his real run didn't begin in 2012, but but whatever. And he says that no one has the compulsion to be the champion more than Brock. He says to people to put aside their jealousy and applaud the new king. And Rob Van Dam then jumps Brock Lesnar. And backstage, Paul Heyman is pissed, saying Brock Lesnar can't wait till SummerSlam to have a title shot. Why not give uh, us one against Rob Van Dam tonight? Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker. No, it's not that match. We have a little bit where Jeff Hardy's strumming a guitar, talking to his brother, talking to Lita. It's like, we're not extreme. We're we're hypocrites. So Jeff decides to uh, poke the bear here, so to speak, by kicking, baseball slide kicking the Undertaker into a pile of Tommy Dreamer's vomit after Tommy Dreamer was having this um, this fear factor jackass gimmick where he would like eat anything or something. So he drank tobacco spit and then vomited. And then Jeff kicked the Undertaker into it. The boys attack the dead man with a ladder, foreshadowing, and we see a bit here where Raven and the Undertaker are gaining a upper hand on the Hardy Boys here. Man, the flock and the ministry working together? Oh man, I I would have been all for Raven being like an underling of the Undertaker and then having like a new ministry flock kind of deal. Just them in their prime having a um uh, uh, man, I'm gonna fantasy book this some other time. Now we see a pre-you've-done-it-now Undertaker theme. It's just so weird hearing that guitar riff and that dead man walking without a you've-done-it-now kind of thing here. Uh, Taker here, I, I noted, did a running power slam and kind of pointed up to heaven because um, British Bulldog, I think, had just passed away at this point in time. So this was uh, the dead man's homage to the Bulldog because he's bizarre. I mean, I've been loving hearing about <laughs> Bulldog, Bulldog Mom on the classic Raw review on Cultaholic by Tom Campbell and Jack Atkins. Hilarious podcast. Give them, definitely give them a listen. Give them a follow. And you'd have to like, <laughs> just listen to it when you're out and about and then being caught laughing your ass off in public. You'll, you'll look, you'll look wonderful. <laughs> R.I.P. Bulldog. We see uh, The Undertaker miss an apron leg drop because that is the hardest part of the ring. Right, right, Kyle? Right? A chokeslam to the floor, a last ride, and a pin. Taker makes his way back up the ramp on his Titan motorcycle. And uh, Jeff Hardy grabs the mic and says, Nah, you've beat my ass time and time again. But this ain't over, dead man. This ain't over by a long shot. Next week... 
you and me for the undisputed title. Not 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 a regular match. No. A ladder match. And I am reviewing that show. I am reviewing that match because it is freaking awesome. That'll be in a couple of weeks' time. We then see WWE.com, Neurotica's Right of Your Life, and a recap of King of the Ring 2002. Order the replay now on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. Back when pay-per-views used to air on Tuesday night replays. I remember that. Trish Stratus and not Shaniqua yet versus Molly Holly and Jackie Gata. Jerry the King Lawler then says he's going to host a special Divas show on Tuesday night. Divas Undressed. And then uh, King says that he's going to have a little surprise for them. Oh my God, no. And the winner is going to get the prestigious Golden Thong Award. Which is about as prestigious as the Steve Lombardi Trophy that the winner of the 1996 Raw Bowl got. And if you get that reference, send me a DM on Twitter. I might get you something cool. And much like Fretzelmania is brought to you by WrestleOtic Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by WrestleMania 18 on the GameCube. Fucking hell. That game was a bag of shite. Speaking of bags of shite, Eight-Legged Freaks, starring David Arquette in theaters July 19th, and was definitely not a bag of shite, but... Uh, one of my top five candy bars of all time, Twix, you're in the mix. Molly Holly, whilst walking to ringside with Jackie Gata, is giving out about her cleavage. A sign that says, Molly stole my lunch. And the commentators talk about Molly's ample butt. She's got a nice butt. A really nice butt. In the words of Mr. YLP, I'm just a man. I am merely just a man. Molly says that Trish sleeps her way to the top and that Trish is going to kick her fat ass. Her nice ass. I'm just a man. And Linda here, not Shaniqua, I mean, is okay at best in the ring here. And Jackie Gata is shite. There's a lot of chops. There's a lot of chops here by Trish, who is learning from JBL following their mixed tag team match. Uh, Was it a while ago? I think it was a while ago, yeah, because I, I skipped a little bit of time here. We see the stratosphere. Uh, Molly goes for the springboard elbow, misses. Trish hits the stratisfaction and wins this match. Rob Van Dam has an interview backstage, and he's saying that he doesn't need Vince's motivation for a ruthless aggression. I am Rob Van Dam, and Paul Heyman screams at him, basically saying to Rob that you owe your career to me, and uh, Brock Lesnar is going to show Rob Van Dam ruthless aggression. Then we have the NWO backstage, and Kevin Nash is screaming at his stablemates to get the job done, or I'm going to kick your asses backstage when you get here. Next up here, we have Shopak versus Book Dust. Next up here, we have Shopak versus Book Dust. And in a great full circle moment nate take a shot we have dustin rhodes who has still got it 20 years later having a banger of a match on dynamite with a man who was i think 
just starting his career at this point in time, CM Punk. Show is getting a lot of chops here by Booker T. X-Pac sucks chants are just Pavlovian at this point in time. And then Goldust presses A and B and No Mercy and does the Bronco Buster to X-Pac or Reverse Atomic Drop, a Lariat. He's working X-Pac's X-Sack. We see the Flying Butt Bump and uh, show cheap shots from, from the apron. Lands the final cut. Booker T breaks the pin. X-Pac then goes for the Bronco Buster again. Misses. Hot tag to the Booker Man. Axe kick to the Big Show. A spinner Rooney. A 110th Street slam to X-Pac. Book Dust double suplexes the Big Show in a really impressive spot here. Goes for the Shattered Dreams, but he showboats a little bit too long. Showstopper, chokeslam the NWO, win this match so Kevin Nash won't have to beat the crap out of his stablemates. And in the main event, Rob Van Dam defends the Intercontinental title against the King of the Ring, the Beast King, real cowboy shit, Brock Lesnar. Ugh. Brock works over Rob Van Dam here with pure domination. The next big thing is Paul Heyman's next big paycheck. We see a monkey flip into a powerbomb, into a hurricane run at a really, really good spot here. Brock Lesnar really works well with, uh, with the lighter guys. People like Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever. People like AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And I kind of wish he had a longer contest with Ricochet, because that would have been that would have been cool. And even in 2002, this is June. This is three months after his debut. Getting the Goldberg chance. Big old foreshadowing for a big bag of shite that would be happening two years after this, and which would end up being Brock Lesnar's Exodus. From the company for a decent amount of time. Brock takes Rob Van Dam to Suplex City. Backbreaker County. And Bear Country. I mean Bear Hug Country. I couldn't resist that terrible, terrible joke. Goes for an Oklahoma Stampede paying an homage to Dr. Death Steve Williams, JR's boy. But Rob Van Dam gets an upper upper hand here with a kick, a rolling thunder. A reverse rolling thunder, which is like the moonsault version of it. A kick out. Heyman tries to interfere here. Rob Van Dam kicks him. Five star frog splash is noped into a press slam by the Beast Incarnate. We see the split legged moonsault by Rob Van Dam. Paul Heyman jumps in here for the DQ finish. RVD punches Brock, who then gets a chair but eats the Van Daminator as a result. Paul Heyman eats a five-star frog splash, but then Brock Lesnar spinebusters Rob Van Dam on the floor, powerbombs him through a table to end this bat-crap-crazy episode of Monday Night Raw. So that has been it for this edition of Fretzelmania, folks. Be sure to follow us on Twitter 
at addict underscore wrestle wrestle addict radio on instagram join our discord page and shoot the breeze with all of us on wrestle addict radio as well as several of our friends and colleagues including good brother wade and the lovely kavita yeah so join us our, our discord server needs some more peeps please join it the link is in the description below we share memes we shoot the breeze about wrestling about life it's a really good time also check out our store on spring there's a lot of merch there featuring all of us all of our podcasts all the personalities from WrestleLot radio and even good brother mance chapel formerly of the delight show although he is uh retired from podcasting we still have our merch uh shout out good brother mance hope you're doing well buddy follow me on twitter instagram and tiktok at fretzelmania that's f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania listen to the rest of us on wrestle at radio including mr y-l-p himself the young lions perspective every saturday kicking off your weekend in proper y-l-p fashion with your news of the week the kings of the rings podcast with king ricky rose willie t and the lovely queen bee themselves vk murphy every wednesday evening on twitch and youtube please come and join the live chat there it is always always a good time and yes have a wonderful week folks we'll see you next time go leafs go let's go raptors And stay ruthless.